0: Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. And let me welcome and coming right back to our guest, Becky Pringle, president of the National Education Association. Um, I, I want to talk solutions. Uh, we we know there's a teacher shortage. There's been a lot of news about it. What can be done to uh, eliminate or at least curtail the teacher's shortage.
1: I'm glad you put it that way. So it's good to be back with you. Um, you, you know, I've told you many times that I taught uh, uh, science uh, in middle school for over 30 years, and this is that time of year where everyone's excited. Educators are excited to go back to school. Students are excited to be there. Parents are excited to send their students back. Um, and so we uh, are are absolutely uh, Uh, supportive of all of the things that our educators need to make sure that that excitement stays there. And we know that the educator shortage is a a real crisis. Uh, You and I have talked about it before. It's chronic. It's not new. But the pandemic, of course, made it worse. So what what I've done, Joe, is I've actually asked that question of educators. Why? What would make you stay? And of students, what would make you come into the profession? Because We have both a a problem of recruiting educators, and we have a problem of retention. So we have to talk about that that in a holistic and and, and um, complex way. What they said to me, Joe, is that the shortage that we see in our schools uh, among educators, not just our teachers, but our support professionals as well, is a shortage. It comes from a shortage of respect. And when mm. they talk about respect for mm-hmm. them as education professionals, what they talk about right. is that they are not afforded or empowered to do, uh, make the teaching and learning decisions that they know are best for their students. They're not getting the professional pay that they, they absolutely deserve. They're not getting the time, they have a shortage of time to focus on individual needs and to plan and prepare for their students. Those are the things they're saying to us. And so those are the issues that we have to address uh by providing the kinds of resources, providing the kinds of time and and allowing them to be the professionals they are
0: when you know i and I, I was listening to an interview where someone said we and we spent almost two and a half, almost three uh three hours talking about the uh student loan uh forgiveness mm-hmm. that's going to be announced, but someone said. And uh, the students who go into college to be uh, to become teachers, uh, given how much they have to pay for tuition, they really come up on the short end of what they make uh, in, compa- you know, to other professions or other disciplines in college. You know, like an engineer goes to college, engineer is going to make a lot of money. Uh, after they get out of college, teachers are really. Uh, uh, somebody said I think only a third of what other uh, uh, professions make. It, 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 am I making sense? Does that really happen? Is that really that's, what's that's going really, on? <laughs> that's, really, that's really
1: true, Joe. We we actually call it a, a wage penalty gap. A
0: wage um, penalty because, gap. Okay.
1: Yes, and it's at about twenty percent when you when you. Uh, look at other similarly situated professions um in terms of the amount of years that it takes to to uh be that professional uh the amount of experience that is required it's about a twenty percent wage wage gap that we have been trying to 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 close close for decades so this is this is not new um and on top of that what you just talked about yeah the incredible amount of of debt it the, the the expense of going to college these days, uh, the, our students, they told, I've talked to them. And they said, you know, teaching is, is more than a job. It's a calling. We know that. But they, we, our, our teachers might be uh, superheroes, but they're not superhuman, right? They need to be able to live and eat and take care of their families like everyone else. And so we know that when students, college students, are making that decision as to whether they're going to come into the teaching profession or stay in the teaching profession, that we have to make sure that they're not arriving at that profession that already has a wage penalty gap uh, with these giant student loans that they can never yeah. carry off. And Joe, you, you know, I've talked about this. We know that the most impacted uh, communities are, and students are, our students of color, our black, brown, and indigenous students. Who are saying, you know we can't stay in the profession because we can't afford to pay our student loans, so that's a huge issue that we're addressing right now
0: now it, and obviously, this is a, a labor union, but you will have communities um that will say we just are you know they'll say we don't have the money, it's not there now, the reason I bring it up is because we're talking about the Columbus Ohio teachers strike, and I, I heard another interview. Where the union representative said, "This is not about wages. This is not about wages. We're talking about working conditions." Uh, that's and you sort of hinted on, upon uh, on that too, didn't you? I mean, it, it,
1: I did, These and- schools.
0: I mean, I, I mean, we still have a lot of schools that are just. Some of these schools are over a hundred years old.
1: That's right. That's right. And I I want to give a shout out to our Columbus Education Association. Yeah. Educators, parents, and the students themselves who are on the line fighting for better better learning conditions and working conditions. Um, uh, they they have issues of safety and uh, issues of of poor ventilation uh, that they are fighting for. We know that our students can learn every day if they are not in in uh, conditions sure. that allow them to to learn. And so our educators are fighting for that. You're absolutely correct. They're coming together to, to not only lift up their voices, but to, to demand better. You know, you know, Joe, when I hear that, that, that school districts can't afford it, um, yeah. uh, that states don't have the money, I, I, you know, I always say the same thing. You know, it's not a matter of whether or not we have the wealth in this country. It is always a matter of whether we have the will to provide the kinds of systemic and long-term equitable funding that our students and our schools and our educators need and that they deserve. That's always the question. And in those places, and we have evidence of this, in those places where educators have lifted up their voices, they have collectively bargained for better teaching and working conditions for our students, um, we see uh, that they don't have the, the kind of shortages that other areas do. We see that our students are learning and thriving. We see that educators are being able to do the jobs that they love. so we will continue to, to sound that alarm and lift up our voices and demand better because we can afford it we can afford it and by the way, um, we can't, cannot afford to continue disinvesting in our in our public schools that impacts the safety, the security, prosperity, uh, the success of this country.
0: Finally, and I know we have to, this has to be the last question. Uh, I I am concerned about what's going on in Florida with the governor, with this don't say gay, uh, critical race theory, this anti-history, uh, this uh, one situation where a, a teacher who may ha- be in a same-sex relationship or marriage can't even put their photograph or a, a, a frame on their desk. What is the National Education Association's position on that?
1: You know, Joe, it is, it is unacceptable that we are in a time where, when there are politicians who want to diminish the rights of Americans. To uh, that that the to that poetry that's in our Constitution, we the people, we the people, we the people, all of us, black brown, black white brown indigenous API LGBTQ plus disabled people in this country have a right to pursue happiness, and that means that we must stand up for our LGBT community. We we must stand up for women's rights. We must stand up. For the right of our students to have a complete and honest education, to learn about the diversity of this country, to learn about the history of this country, the times when it lived up to that, the poetry of that Constitution, and the times when it did not, so that we can make sure that our students have an education that will allow them to be critical thinkers and to be the leaders of a just society.
0: All right, uh, we'll come back. At, look, we'll talk later on because I want to, you know, after this school gets started and. And and anytime you've got an issue, please get in touch with us. Uh, Sherry's mother was a teacher. Uh, Shauna's mother, a uh, 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 grandmother, was a teacher. I, I got I got a, a son-in-law who's uh, was a teacher and working on an advanced degree. Uh, they, they are. I, I I mean they are so important to our society. I I I they they really are, and I thank you for your leadership, uh, Becky Pringle. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Joe. We'll talk again. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.